Welcome to the Courage Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Justine Wenzel, entrepreneur, glam girl, and karaoke enthusiast. For over 10 years, I've been teaching women how to become more courageous by pressing into fear so they can step into their purpose. Whether it's me at the microphone solo or I'm sharing the stage with incredible guests, I'm committed to bringing you the best while sharing the truth that will set us all free. Time to wake up and stop giving fear all the power. I'm bringing tangible tips for more peace and authenticity while simultaneously giving you an ab workout as we weave in comedic flair. So buckle up because it's time to live your best life. Hey there, welcome back to the Courage Queen podcast. I could not be more excited to be here with you today, kicking off a topic that for sure I know is on the hearts and in the minds of so many of you. And this topic today is when you're searching for security, how do you move from waiting and worrying to freedom and faith? Do you ever feel stuck in where you're at in your life? You're questioning, am I making the right decisions? Am I on the right path? Who do I trust? How do I know that I'm being obedient to what God is calling me to. And we're going to grow in our faith today, whether you have faith the size of a mustard seed or whether you feel like you have big, wild, bold faith. No matter where you are on your faith journey, I just want to encourage you today that this is an honest message that is going to help you kind of get your footing, to feel more content with where you are right now as you're searching for security in life. It seems like every single place that we turn something crazy is going on in the world, right? Like we can't count on the news. We seem like, it seems like we can't count on our leaders half the time. And it can become really frustrating. You know, we can't rely on other people to a certain extent to put all of our security and trust into the ways of the world. And guess what? God never called us to. So we are going to raise the level of our belief today. We're gonna move from worrying and waiting to faith and freedom. And we're just gonna go all in. And so In my reading and in my time that I want to talk to you about today, it's about cultivating and choosing peace. And so I have learned so many times that one of the best practices in my life that has really moved the needle is focusing on micro movements. What are some of those micro movements? Well, it's it's not just talking about it, it's getting into action. You know, you can talk about it so many times, but we feel like in this world that is going a million miles a, a minute... We are just rushing off in all these directions, trying to stay busy all the time, trying to be as productive as possible, trying to hustle as crazy as we can. And one of the biggest things that seems so simple that you're just going to be like, Justine, come on. Like, I've heard this before. Maybe I've tried it. My life is too crazy. My life is too messy. How am I going to even do this? Well, guess what? You have to enjoy some quiet time before you rush into the world. This is one of the single most effective micro movements that I have focused on that has radically changed not only my prayer life, but just the peace that I have. And I really like to refer to this as chosen peace, right? And it's a chosen peace that will serve as a powerful prayer for more peace in my life. And if that's what's something that you are searching for, we have to put that out there and we have to have clarity and calm in our day. And so I want to take you to a story in the Bible, and that is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. 
I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and bring you home again to your own land. So there's so many things that I love about this, but I really want to focus on the second part of this that says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, and I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I have sent you, and I will bring you home again. Wow. So one of the things I absolutely love about this is that God says he will bring us home again. And the first thing that really stood out to me in this is that what God is saying to us is to look for him wholeheartedly. So what does it mean to look for God wholeheartedly in a place where we're searching for security? We don't really know where to turn. Well, in order just to seek God wholeheartedly, we have to make sure that we check our motives first. Are we trying to seek God because we're trying to get everything that we want in life? Or are we actually seeking God's plan for our life? So we have to first examine that, okay? But I love this verse where it says, he will bring you home again. You guys know there is nothing like getting to the end of your day and coming home. Home is a place of comfort. You know, it's where for women, the bras come off. (laughs) Sorry to say it. And we're in our cozy clothes in about five to 10 minutes. And we're either pouring that glass of wine or we're just getting into our zone of relaxing a little bit more. A lot of times when we come home, there's something about it where you feel like you can truly just let go and be yourself when you're coming home again. And I think that that is the same in God's word. It allows us to thrive where we are and be planted in the place that he's put us. It really has to do with a lot of this trust. You know, if we look at the beginning of this verse that is said so many times, for I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. You know, I just have to share with you, and this was one of the things that I don't know if I got into a little bit deeper in the beginning of this podcast, but when I was actually in a really difficult season in my life, you know, this this verse in Jeremiah 29, let's just talk about some context actually pretty quick. So these uh, people are in captivity, okay? They're captives in Babylon. God did not forget about his people, okay? He wanted to give them a new beginning, a new purpose. He wanted to turn them into new people in times that were dire circumstances, okay? Um, They were in Babylonian exile under Nebuchadnezzar's rule. And Jeremiah was sent to encourage these people. So we look at this and we say, okay, Jeremiah is coming to try to encourage these people. But then what he says to them is that they're going to be 70 years in exile, but he promises that God has good things planned, that they have to have a hope for him restoring better days ahead. But let's be honest, people are weary. And that is no different than today, right? Like if we have to talk about COVID one more time and how tired we are of COVID and how we just want to have life again, to have joy, to have the stress and anxiety and the depression and the mental health that we've all been experiencing. We're walking a tightrope right now of of trying to like get back on the road, okay? Like we've kind of gone off the path a little bit. And so maybe we've gotten to a place where we've started to allow our experiences to define our level of expect- expectation. And so, you know, in Jeremiah 29, 11, again, He's talking about a plan or, you know, the future that there's an expected end. Like, yes, you're going to be in exile for 70 years, but there is going to be an expected end. And, you know, when we come into really difficult seasons and circumstances, we're really hesitant when it comes to thinking about planning the future. I know for myself, like, 
it used to be like, oh, I'm such a planner. I love doing all this. And then it just became so overwhelming to plan anything, right? Because we were just trying to get through day by day. Like, is it going to look different? I can't make plans because I always have to change the plans. The plans are always going to be different. So we've all grown very weary during this time, but we have to remember that God has good things for us. We have to believe again that God's plans can and will exceed any discouragement or disappointment that we could have. This verse is always really special to me. And when I talk to people, there's so many people that I talk to that are like, yes, Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of my favorite verses. And I think it's because it restores hope. When you feel like you're at the end of your rope, when you feel like you can't believe, when you feel like it's not exciting anymore, when you need to be encouraged, when you need to lean on trusting in God, when you need to become a new person. And when I look back to the time in my life where I first heard this verse and really understood what it meant and what it meant to me in moments of some of my darkest moments, you know, I just want to take you transparently into those spaces. When I made an error of judgment back when I was in college, and there's actually an episode that talks all about this, um, which is, I'll get the episode number and put it in there, but it's all about like your biggest failure. It's one of my first five episodes. It's one of my most listened to episodes. I get really raw and deep in that episode about how I got kicked out of college for making an error in judgment my senior year, two months before I was going to graduate in my last semester. And I go into more detail about what that looked like. But one of the things that I don't 100% share that is so valid and God just fulfilling all those insecurities that I had at that place where I was having a crisis of confidence. Who am I? I didn't know who I was. Now, back at the time, I did not know um, really what it was like to have a relationship with God. I didn't have confidence in that. I didn't understand what it was. I thought believing in God was just like, yeah, I'll do good things and I'll get into heaven. I'll be a nice person. Like that should be enough, right? I'll um, donate to the poor. Like it was kind of some of the typical things that you hear. But when I was in my darkest moments, I had been kicked out of school. I went to my sister's house. I was very emotional. And at that point in my life, I felt as if everything in my life was going to disaster. And I opened up the Bible that I had underneath the bed. I had not looked at it in years. I was surprised I even knew where it was, to be honest with you. I was not living a life of faith at that point. I was really, really struggling and in a place where it seemed like all of my plans were for disaster that there was no future and that there was no hope for me. And I opened up with teary eyes to that verse that said, for I know the plans that I have for you, for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God spoke to me specifically to me in that moment and just encouraged and gave me hope that no matter what mistake I had made, that it that wasn't the end for me. I had the potential to be a new person. And that is what God is saying is that he didn't forget He planned to give them a new beginning. So it may appear in your life, maybe you can't hear God's voice or maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about. You're like, this is all so new to me. But I want you to think about how during this time of COVID or during your darkest hour that maybe you've had in your life, that how how God could have been preparing you because he did this for people during this dire time of the 70 years. He did this for the people of Judah. He showed them there was a new beginning and that he was at the center of it. And I think that that's something that we have to remember about the times that we're experiencing now is the times look really dark, but we're the light. We can be the people that can 
show everyone else in the world that when you put your priorities of God first and you take God as your business partner, that God will restore everything. Restoration is promised. How do we restore after we're feeling so weary going through these moments? Quiet time for me was a huge one. Whether it's 15 minutes, whether it's 30 minutes. You know, I started just doing five minutes. I was like, can I wake up five minutes earlier? I set an alarm. I got all the things ready. So I have this area downstairs in my living room. I have a specific blanket that I use that I love. I have my slippers right next to my bed so I can slip them on. I have like a little like cozy wrap cardigan thing that I put on that literally makes me look like a baby grandma. And I have all the stuff. I've got the little like mini fireplace there. Shout out to my husband who got that for me for Christmas. That has been huge. And what I usually will do is like put out my favorite coffee or tea or something the night before. And so I get excited about something I'm going to be doing. And at first it was like, I have five minutes to rush around, but I forced myself to start spending those five minutes and I would just set an alarm and I would do like the Bible app on my phone. And it started off that way where I was just reading a verse and it was taking me five minutes. And I was just getting something positive to start my day in quiet time before I rushed into the world. You know, maybe for you, this is reading a poem. Maybe for you, it's just talking to God. Maybe it's meditation, whatever it is. But it's choosing to be in peace. And it's creating that powerful prayer that launches you into your day for more peace. Suddenly, you don't feel as chaotic. You don't feel as stressed. You feel more equipped to handle everything that's coming at you. And what I will say was, is about this, um, I was not 100% consistent in this. This was something that I had to work at over time. There were so many days where I missed. There were so many days where I was just rushed and not in the moment and not in the headspace where I could really handle this. But I had to start relying and trusting that God would lead me here. I started praying and preparing myself and saying, God, would you create a desire in me like a desire like I'm thirsty or I'm hungry? Would you create a hunger and a desire within me that wants to spend time in your presence, that wants to spend time learning from you? And here's the thing. With all the trauma that I had been through in my life, I was convinced that slowing down and being alone with my thoughts, that was like in my eyes, the worst thing. I had no desire to do that. I would run from that. I had coping mechanisms that were overworking and overbusying my mind so that I didn't have to think about what was hurting or what wasn't working or how I failed or how I felt like I was behind or incapable or unworthy. And if you've been feeling any of those things, I just want to say again that it can change in those micro moments, in those micro moments to decide that I'm going to slow down and be quiet And you know what? That time changed over the course of over a year now. I've been consistently sitting down and now I find that I sit down for 30 minutes to an hour. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to end my quiet time because I feel like God is speaking so much to me through his word that I feel so alive and energized. There's not room for terror or fear. It is replaced by peace and comfort and this feeling of content. And so... God will lead you to that living water. It says that in the word. When you look for him wholeheartedly, you will find him. But it's not going to feel like it's overnight. It's not going to feel like everything magically gets better. So I want to share two other quick things as far as micro movements, you know, getting that quiet time. And I think that that's a micro movement. I think a micro movement could be, again, putting that, you know, Bible app on your phone. 
And I personally love the YouVersion Bible app. I think it's super easy to use. They have plans on there that you can get accountability every day where it'll send you a reminder. A lot of times I'm on social media and I'm posting that and people are like, what is this? And I just share with them. It's the YouVersion Bible app. It's a free app from Life Church that is just absolutely incredible. And they have plans and Bible studies on there. But if you only feel like you have a couple minutes or you don't know where to start, you can always message me, but go find that app as well. I think that that's a micro movement is choosing to just start there and letting the plant grow, letting it shoot out of the soil in these dark times and let it come into the light so that you can thrive where you are. And maybe this whole COVID thing was figuring out and like reprogramming us to start a new beginning with God at the center. I truly feel like that's what's going to change everything. It's going to give us the security that we're looking for because we're going to have security in him and not found in the world. Let's talk about a micro movement of getting into action. Okay, so what does this look like? Well, first off, one of the things that I've learned that has stuck with me most of my career that I think is incredibly powerful that one of my mentors, Kathy Hulu, used to say is inactivity is the dark room where negativity develops. Whoa. So this stood out to me for so many reasons because I notice in my life that when I am not focused on the right things, when I'm not positively moving forward by taking action in some way, it could be one thing. I could have a to-do list of six things to do today, but what's one thing that at the end of the day, I'm going to be proud of myself for doing? Is it having a boundary with somebody and specifically exerting that boundary that helps protect me from making the same choices again that have not led me into a good place? Is it choosing to get that workout in and to have that accountability buddy? Is it being accountable with your coach and sending a message and letting them know what you've been working on? But guess what? That has to take action, right? Is it an action of writing a list of five things that you are grateful for every single morning? Maybe it's a part of that five minutes of time with God. See, these have to be micro movements of things that become habits. What are the habits that you take up? I really love choosing one thing that I'm going to be proud of myself for. And it's not exactly even a productivity thing. It's just what am I going to be proud of myself that I did today? And I focus on that one specific thing. But again, it's not thinking about, oh, what could I do that would make me worry less today? I'm more so thinking about the action behind it. Okay, what am I worried about? So let's say I'm worried about finances. If I'm worried, oh my gosh, I have a bill coming up. I don't know how I'm gonna pay it. What's one action I could do today that's tied to bringing more income into my family? Could I make five calls to customers of mine? Could I, you know, some customer service calls? Could I try to sell a couple things on Facebook Marketplace? Like I'm thinking of just all these different examples, but I have to take action in one way. And again, those are all, you know, different examples. If you want to focus on like what your biggest worry is, try to attach an action to it. How can I take the next best step today, right? And then just tell yourself, okay, count down, like Mel Robbins would say, five, four, three, two, one, and I'm doing it. I'm jumping in. I'm taking some amount of action towards this. You know, we hear a lot, which is not something that I personally like, but you hear a lot that, oh, just distract yourself from worry so that you're not thinking about worry. 
Um, and a lot of the examples are always like, well, watch TV or like get involved in, you know, in something else so that you're not going to be distracted by the worry and the anxiety. Now, that may work for a time, but I am really big about doing tangible things that actually move the needle forward in a positive way, but also in a way that is healthy for the person you want to become. Not sifting back into old patterns. You know, worry does distract us from what we are ignited by, for what our purpose is. And so we have to look at this and say, If I'm distracting myself, make sure you're distracting yourself with the right type of things. Maybe you have a goal to read a certain amount of books like I do. I have a goal to read 22 books in 2022. I am like racing to get through them. And guess what? The first month already went by and I'm still like I've got like five to six more chapters in two books that I'm currently reading right now. And I realized I need to pick up the pace. So how am I going to change the situation if I'm worried about not getting this book reading in, which is probably first world problems, but if I'm worried about not getting the time in, what do I need to do? Well, maybe I need to wake up, again, 15 minutes earlier. I'm willing to make that sacrifice to spend 15 minutes because I know that if that 15 minutes is well spent after my quiet time with God in the morning, that now I'm going to not only get through my books, but I'm going to be better because of it. It's a conscious and intentional choice that I'm choosing to make. So make sure you are distracting yourself with the right things, okay? Exercise. Movement is key, okay? Micro movements. How do you get out of a funk? Well, I force myself to go take a walk, even if that's the only workout I'm gonna do. Maybe I'm sore from another workout. Maybe I just don't feel good about my body, whatever it is. Maybe it's moving your body, becoming active. Maybe it's just stretching, Like giving yourself the gift of stretching and taking care of your body. Maybe it's looking in the mirror and instead of saying something bad and negative and critical about yourself, maybe it's saying something good about your body. Like my body is so strong. It got me through another day. I was able to pick up these babies. I was able to do this workout and crush it for 20 minutes on my own. I was willing to make my own workout and run up and down the stairs doing laundry all day, whatever it is, right? So renewing yourself and your mind is going to cause less worry because actually in our brains, it's creating more of those positive dopamine hits that is happening when we're winning. My last favorite micro movement I want to share with you is I have sticky notes all over my house. Okay, I have had the same sticky notes. I'm going to read a few of my sticky notes that are in my office right now. One of them is on my computer. It says, get out of your way. Get out of your own way. The second one says, excellence, not perfection. The third one, the pain that you have been feeling cannot compare to the joy um, coming your way. I also have one that's right on my mirror for when I put on my makeup that says, talk to yourself like someone you love. So here's the next micro movement challenge, right? How do you stop worrying and having anxiety? You start speaking goodness. It says in the Bible, think on the things that are honorable, honorable, that are true, that are beautiful, that are worthy, that are lovely. We look at that and we say, maybe we don't feel it 
for ourselves, but maybe we have to start to get in the mode of feeling it. And for me, I'm a visual person. I need to see these things. I have them on my computer. I have them where I put on my makeup. I have them right next to my desk by my goal vision board. I have them in my bathroom while I'm getting ready. Even my house cleaners have told me that they love being able to read the inspirational things I have around my home. You know what? Maybe it's not all like HDTV, like you're going to see it and be gorgeous all over your house, but it really helps me personally to stay on track, to make sure that my mental health and what I'm thinking about myself and what I'm thinking about others is healthy and then it's going to bear good fruit. And so my your challenge of this micro movement is to trash your house with quotes or with power phrases that you really like, but you have to truly believe them. They have to be powerful reminders. And then your challenge is you have to stand and read each of them out loud every single day. So when I'm by my computer, I come and sit down by my computer in the morning. I say, today I'm going to get out of my own way. I look and I say, talk to yourself like someone you love as I'm looking in the mirror doing my makeup. And I say, gosh, Justine, I'm just so proud of you. You're making strides every single day. I'm literally talking to myself. It sounds crazy, but I swear to you, when I started focusing on these positive affirmations, but bringing these little micro movements into my day and into my routine, I honestly, you guys, I look and I don't even know, I I don't even know who that person was anymore that was so lost and so unsure of herself and so not confident and felt incapable of reaching these goals and doing these things that I'm setting out to do. And I'm telling you this because I know that it works. How do you find security? You don't find it in the world. You find it in God. How do you have less worry and have more freedom? You start giving yourself the love that you deserve while looking in the mirror and saying, I can do this. God has called me to this. Anything that's in my path today, God will help me to handle. I was chosen and appointed to bear fruit. I'm a catalyst to transform the world around me with the gifts and talents that God gave me. And if you don't know what those gifts are, don't worry. I'm going to help you discover them in some of these upcoming podcast episodes we have coming out. You're creating beauty and you're embodying love in everything that you do. And we have the choice to do that. You're not just interesting. You're original. You're not just exceptional but you're here for a purpose. So let's thrive where we are and find security in Christ. I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you send it to a friend who could be encouraged or share it on social and tag me so I could personally thank you for sharing the sweet sauce. For more episodes, check out and subscribe to Courage Queen Podcast, where we share fresh perspectives and stories for people who have the guts to be vulnerable and grow through what they go through. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Courage Queen Pod. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up.